1: Hey, I'm Chris, and Adam and I recorded this first season of the Device and Virtue podcast exclusively for our friends. Now that's you too, so enjoy our first attempt at arguing about tech and faith. Oh, and find our newest episodes at deviceandvirtue.com. The merging of human and machines sounds like an Iron Man movie but it's actually happening right now. We even found some Christians who are praying that this is the next big thing. It's Device and Virtue. Well, it's another episode of the Device and Virtue podcast. Christian thinking about technology in the church for the church. This is episode six. Six. Yeah, six. All hey right. Adam, what's going on? I'm Chris. Hi Chris. Uh, how are you doing? I'm glad you came out this Sunday.
0: I know, it's it's good to be out here. Good to be with friends. We both
1: did church this morning. You did the
0: suburbs. I did the city, and now right.
1: we're joined in the middle on a Sunday yeah, afternoon.
0: Absolutely, Chris. So last time we were recording, uh, I noticed you had some nice uh, jewelry on. It was an Apple mm. Watch. Mm. But uh, mm. you're not you're not sporting it today. What's up? Oh, you are very observant. That's what I I am.
1: Ah, uh, so here's the thing with the Apple Watch. Tell me, I'm gonna admit this to you, <laughs>
0: just, just
1: to you, because you love just, all things Apple. You love, my, we're recording you love, on a MacBook Pro right now. It's true. I've got my iPad and my iPhone. Usually I have three. Apple devices surrounding you at all times. Uh, And I I
0: do have an Apple phone, but I don't have an Apple computer. Okay. Yeah. So so
1: you're, you know, a non purist. Uh, It's true. I didn't like the Apple Watch. Really? No. I wore it. So I got it. I got it as a gift. And I mean, it was a great gift, amazing, super. Yeah, fun. I thought I was I thought I was gonna use it for running because it has a super, you know, this super high tech heartbeat thing on it, it's an like expensive running ring. thing. Well, I know, but it was a gift, <laughs> and then and then I thought, uh, you know, the apps would be cool, and yeah. I, it just doesn't, it's just sort of, I haven't worn a watch in 10 years. Do you wear a watch? Uh, I do wear a watch, yeah, See, but it's,
0: I mean, it's old fashioned. I just
1: used to pull out my phone, checking the time, you know, so uh, and so I wasn't really about the time, I was all like, is it useful, my wrist, but like it does this little notification thing where it. Slaps your like, like if someone was taking a fingernail and slapping the top of your wrist every time, uh, it's like every time it's like you a get a flick. text, every time you get a text, every time you get a Facebook notification, you're just getting these little flicks on your oh, wrist. That like, sounds terrible. I know, uh, and the connection to the iPhone sucked, and I. I, I really like had an emotional night about this on the day before. <laughs> I was like, I've got to return it by like this day to get full credit oh, for yeah? this thing. And I'm like, yeah, Am I going to do it? Am I going <laughs> to so, like on the charger. of my bed? I just stopped taking it with me. Yeah. So I'm just going to admit i don't think it's all that
0: so you we're got not, rid of it you turned you i turned took it, back it back into
1: apple and they gave me a gift card and i've got a bunch of credit. oh they give
0: you a gift card
1: huh yeah they give you like the so oh. i'll wait till the new iphone comes out or something. it doesn't expire yeah, so that's nice. uh yeah but i don't know about the wow. smartwatch thing so i'm just saying thanks for asking but the smartwatch is interesting i just feel like we're not there yet yeah yeah
0: well uh so speaking of technology and like Things attached to your body. I gotta. T- I gotta <laughs> tell good. you. This is good. This is good. Good I gotta attention. tell you about this guy. Yeah. So
1: you brought you brought this whole thing today. I'm very excited about it. What do you, what what are we doing?
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm just gonna start by telling you about this guy named Neil Harbison. Neil. 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 And if you met Neil, you would like immediately be like, "What what is going on?" Because you would see him and you would immediately notice something is different okay so neil has what essentially the best way i can describe it is it looks like a book light attached to the back of his head like like attached like bolted to his head and it wraps over the top of his skull and there's a little knob at the end and it's 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 got a camera and it hangs just above his eye line so it's like it's, like, it's it's like, like not installed a webcam on his it, head. If you've ever done yoga, it's called the third eye center. <laughs> okay, that's where it is.
1: So I'm so glad I yeah. don't know what that is. Okay, so but yeah. So
0: basically, he has an antenna mm-hmm. with a camera bolted to his head. That's, a, and so great. Neil can literally hear color. Literally, he so it takes. The camera takes the colors uh-huh. and translates them into sounds that Neil can hear in his head. Cool. And so Neil self-identifies. He did this by choice. Okay. But he self-identifies as a cybernetic organism. Oh, oh, which is oh, really oh, like I see what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So N- NPR uh, interviewed him and they called him the rock star in the body hacking community. Body hacking? Body hacking. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. And uh, other people. Body hacking. Uh, other people refer to body hacking as something that sounds more technical uh, transhumanism. Okay. And so transhumanism, one. Uh, uh, website defines it this way. Uh, the human species in its current form does not represent the end of our development, Ooh. but rather a comparatively early phase. Mm-hmm. So they have this philosophy that, um, you know, this uh, body of bones and blood and skin and guts and organs guts. You is that. is just like ready for this whole transformation into like merging ourselves with our machines. Okay. So yes. What do you think about mm. what Neil has done bolting a book oh, light to really? his head?
1: Yeah, oh gosh. Well I we're gonna uh well it sounds
0: super awkward. Right? It does. Yeah. It looks super awkward too.
1: And it also like sounds like movies. Like there's just people walking around with mechanical yeah. things. Yeah uh, it sounds I'd, like I'd, a Will Smith movie uh, or <laughs> attached to them. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm so bad at my dystopian movies, but it sounds like a dystopian dark movie, right? Yeah, right? (laughs) Right, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it's a little... A little bizarre? Yeah. Or a lot bizarre. Like when, and you start meeting, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about all these things, but you start thinking about like, well, when is it not human? He has these mechanical things
0: on him. Right, well, he he doesn't identify as human. He identifies as a cybernetic organism. Yeah, so So, that's, we got to say that's not good. Yeah, okay. So what if I told you, though that Neil Harbison is colorblind. He only sees in grayscale, and this is a way for him to translate oh, an assistive... color into something that is meaningful for him.
1: Oh, I see. So this is an assistive device. Yeah. So he can't actually... So you said he elected you to it, but he, yeah. otherwise he would not... If he did not have this device, he could not actually see color. Right.
0: Yeah, uh, so no, you're he, making it more complicated. Right. He has what you could call a disability. It's maybe a minor disability, yeah. but it's a disability. And he's compensated for it with a book light on his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. So now it looks weird and we feel,
1: feels weird, but it is helping him do something that he could not do otherwise.
0: Right. As technology often does. True. So, like, it kind of pulls on the heartstrings a little bit. Sure. Wait. Right. Well,
1: we could think of lots of examples of that. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So, uh, like, it's pretty, it's bizarre. It throws you off. But the reality is that this is not as unusual as maybe we want to think it is. So, there was this article by uh, a tech writer named Nicholas Carr. Called I Want Wings. Okay,
1: yes, this is this is the one you sent me. Yeah, right.
0: Yes, and so he uh, he kind of unpacks all these different uh, cases of of people and uh, and different transhuman uh, developments. But yeah, he yeah, starts yeah. out by talking about how people have forever been wanting to, to be fly. able to fly. Yeah. Right? Well, people want wings. They want to be able to fly, and I've wanted to fly, and and they they don't just want to do it in an airplane. They like want to have the contraption like attached to their body. Well, that was so the amazing thing. They can thing. like fly by themselves and have this thrill of flight. Like
1: that doctor, where at the beginning of that article writing this thing about like you could get wings in the future, like yeah. attached, yeah. like sewn in or
0: something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So reflecting on this, N- Nicholas Carr says by the end of the twenty first century, what it means to be human. Is likely to be very different from what it means today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And later he says the merging of man and machine is well underway. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and so the transhumanist philosophy is that like this is the next stage of human evolution. And we're just like at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're gonna look back a hundred or three thousand years from now and and look at us and say that we were just like barely standing on two feet legs yeah
1: yeah yeah so i oh yeah yeah. oh okay uh because like when i think this is the kind of thing that we hear people hear it they start they're gonna have one of two reactions right they're either like sweet (laughs) (laughs) yeah or they're like oh god help us yeah right Right? like i just feel like this super this
0: is like the apocalypse coming
1: (laughs) right like oh weirdness in the dystopian movie that we were saying earlier Right, right, right uh
0: yeah but the thing is it's not that far-fetched it's not that niche like this sounds yeah neil sounds really niche he's got this antenna bolted on his head yeah it's crazy it's not it's really far out yeah but the fact is that you have the military the u.s military is researching this sort of stuff right now they're they're looking for ways to create uh connections between humans and computers so uh Right, right Elsewhere, uh, Nicholas Carr writes, you know, they're, they're researching brain implants that facilitate the formation of new memories and the retrieval Ooh. of existing ones. Okay. So, like improving just like brain function, f- forming memories and, and recalling memories. Yep. Neural interfaces. So, a little bit like what uh, Neil has, but neural for your brain interfaces that reliably extract information um, in order to control complex machines. Or to have like a modem in your head, not not a joke, beep, beep, right? Like, they're, yeah, they probably not those. They probably, yeah, right, exactly. We're it, so old, it's it's true. But like that's so it's not it's not as far fetched, or as yeah yeah right, right, right far off in the future as we want to believe it could be. Oh, it's
1: true. It's true. And and here's. And I was, so I read this whole article, which by the way, Nicholas Carr, Carr, like really amazing article, right? Like I think think folks should read it. Carries Uh, you along. uh, it, It does. So the first word, I thought of two objects. Okay. With this article. I want to throw one at you.
0: Okay. To see what you
1: think of it. Because the whole my brain is doing, Does are we okay with this? Is this right? Right or wrong? Yeah, right, like what is right. it like? Uh, in the the colorblind example you just brought up is like at first you're sort of not okay with it then sort of, oh well, maybe you are a little bit yeah, okay right. with it because like he was colorblind. So, and I thought about myself. I was just thinking about daily life and I have something in my life every day that I think presses this point. Okay. It's just contact lenses.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I wear contacts too.
1: So like, I have really bad eyes. I got glasses when I was four and a half. <laughs> okay. Okay. And they were a coke bottle by the time oh, I was fifth man. grade. My fifth grade photo in my yearbook. Have I shown you no, oh, we're nope. not gonna show it you. This, this is not okay. Just we'll, we'll pretty, post we'll post pretty, it online, yeah, right? We definitely will not. Yeah. It's just rough. Uh and I mean like, oh my mom was picking my glasses at the time. So oh, it's man. just no, it's not good. No good. Uh, so when I got contact lenses in ninth grade, yeah, my world changed. Right. I suddenly became popular. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, people are like, oh, wow, he's actually like a person. Uh, (laughs) But like the contact lenses I wear every day, my eyes are so bad, I wouldn't be able to operate in the modern world. Right, right. Like I could not drive a And there's a lot of people like that. I could not like read street street signs or anything. Like I have to hold a book about four inches away from my face just to read it. It So I'm like pretty bad. It'd
0: be like you were a drunk person. You couldn't operate heavy machinery. Totally. Yeah.
1: So I think of my, I think of that technology as being, it's actually sort of, even the technology I use today is different than 15 years ago because the contact lenses my eyes are so bad that the lenses they made originally when i got them were very specialized and very expensive i can get one right. pair for like six hundred dollars right and now i can get like multiple pairs for like 10 bucks like it's just that's how it is so they're just disposable with the falls right. out but i didn't even have that originally i think with the middle ages and i'm like what would my life have been like
0: yeah like i Absolutely. couldn't i couldn't
1: live like like this i don't know what what the but i couldn't You would have
0: worked with your hands.
1: So the question is like, we've got to at least start with this thing is like, is that, are we okay? If we feel a little squeamish about a guy having a thing plugged into his head, why don't we feel squeamish about the thing we (laughs) put on our eye?
0: Right. Because we're used to it and because so many people have it. I mean, if a lot of people had an antenna attached to their skull, they would feel differently.
1: It'd be like an episode of Star Trek.
0: Yeah. But it would feel more normative. And and Neil is not normative yet.
1: No, I think you're totally right because techno- actually uh you know, because technology start as toys and they move to tools and they move to environments, which is something you hear me say all the time. Nicholas Carr has a very similar quote in his article about how essentially things become more normal. Yeah. And then they, and then we get used to them, but at first they're sort of awkward and weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the other reason, though, I think why it feels – that's one reason. But I think there's a second reason why it feels one thing could feel weird to us and the other one could not. And the contact lens is my dividing line. And okay. You, you alluded to it before. Because the contact lens repairs something. Right. Or corrects right. something. It corrects
0: a disability or to something, something that's not working right. the
1: way we 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 say as a human yeah. it sort of should, right? So when we yeah, sort you don't of go, have twenty
0: twenty vision. Yeah, my eyes have gotten bad, so, so like we're to gonna that.
1: bring it to a certain standard that we're gonna bring it back up. It's gonna correct my vision. That's right. what the eye doctor calls it. Corrective but lenses. A, but there's another thing, like the wings thing. Yeah, the, the, I've never had wings before. Right. Probably wouldn't have wings in the past, so like adding wings feels like a completely different thing—an enhancement,
0: right? Right.
1: So, is it a correction it, or is it an enhancement?
0: It goes above and beyond.
1: Isn't that part of like what makes us feel weird—that the enhancements are, are the weird things?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Neil's an interesting case because it's both a corrective. Yeah. Right. And an enhancement.
1: Yeah, and so in, like, my, like, other corrections, like, like, my aunt got a replacement hip, like, uh, oh, right. recently, like, it's a full, like, she was starting to get to the point where, I mean, she's just not a old, she was 55-ish or oh, something, wow. you know, like, in, but it yeah. like just, it runs in the family, she could almost start to barely walk, it starts affecting how she can work, so they put a full metal hip. And right. under that big surgery, but now she's like amazing. She can get around. She doesn't feel any pain. It's like, so that's a correction. We go, that takes her right. back to where she should be or right. something, right?
0: And we have, we have a lot of other examples of what, you, what we don't call body hacking, but are mm-hmm. in some ways, mm-hmm. like contact lenses. You've got prosthetic limbs. You've, right. Got, right. You know, you've got piercings. You've got cosmetic surgery, people that do fertility treatments, wearing braces on your teeth, having a walker. A hearing aid, even an Apple Watch. I mean, <laughs> it's wearable tech, it's it's oh, yeah. extending knowledge about your body, mm-hmm. it's extrapolating information, pacemakers, and of of course the failed Google Glass.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, and these are like enhancements. We could but I mean it feels weird when they're different to us when they're almost embedded in us for one thing. But they're, they're
0: enhancements, but they're also Correctives. The
1: glass feels like an enhancement because it's yes, doing something agreed. new, although, like the, you know, the, oh, like a the prosthetic lamb, No, yeah, huge, like a correction, right? Yeah. So I was thinking about this correction versus enhancement thing, and I was saying, okay, well, that seems actually sort of simple. We could say, sort of ethically, and I suppose we can get to some scripture and some hardcore theology here in a minute, but like we could sort of say ethically that the corrections are sort of always, those are good. Mm-hmm. And the enhancements are sort of, that's the thing maybe we should not do, or like we shouldn't. But then I started thinking about well, that yeah. line. Yeah. Okay, so here's it, the question. It's such a fuzzy line. It's a fuzzy line. Here's the question. How do what do I correct up to? Right. So, like, say like for your eyes, I don't know what your eyes were before, but am I allowed to correct your contact lenses? Say yeah. am I allowed to correct your prescription back up to the best it was for you ever in your life? Uh-huh. Except mine actually was always really, really bad. Oh uh, yeah. Um, am I allowed to correct it up to a human average performance? of something like all about right, all humans right. can generally run about this fast. <laughs> and so that's a, that seems appropriate to take you. can we I want to run as fast as Usain Bolt.
0: Yeah. Right. Should Who we doesn't? take it up
1: to the, what the best human could do? So that's right. the Usain Bolt. So this, I'm giving three different options or should we take it up to the fourth option of as good as the technology can do? Okay. So those are my four. so that yeah. suddenly makes it really rough. Okay. As good as only that you naturally would have. Just you, Adam. Yeah. Or as an average human would have. So, in that case, we're calling some parts of you that you're not yeah. quite at average. 2020 human. vision is considered or the average. the best human, it's still human. There's a human that had it. Yeah. But the fastest man, are you allowed to get a limb that takes you up to the fastest man speed, but we're going to still call it human because a human's done it? Yeah. Or is it the technology's limit?
0: Which, which is something that humans have created and have created the capacity to achieve.
1: Oh, totally. Well, now you're, yeah. So I think that problematizes the blurring line between yeah. the two, right? What yeah. is enhancement and what is correction? We find out really quickly that we could enhance ourselves to be way better than we, right? Way, <laughs> right?
0: We could go really far we can and correct and, ourselves, and, quote unquote, and that's, into an enhancement. That's what body hackers are really advocating. They're saying, you know, technology has reached a point where it can improve the human body instead instead of just fixing what's broken.
1: Okay, so. I have another thing to mention. I mentioned that I thought of two objects. Okay, yeah. We contact lenses. Here's the other one. Depression pills. Like Zoloft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the reason I thought of this is because this you got into this earlier is I am just going to admit I feel a little weirder when you get into anything that messes with the brain right. versus the right. body.
0: Right, and there's a couple of examples that kind of relate to this. So Case Western Reserve is working on something that they call a a home thermostat for mental states so like you know how can you control what what you're feeling and thinking um and and then really yeah i mean there's and there's medications out there that they're working on um to sort of take memories and remove like the emotional component from them like so if you are faced with trauma they would be able to remove sort of the emotion from that traumatic experience. oh yeah or if you have like a long time fear of
1: spiders somehow right. they go back and find the right. thing that
0: caused that right and and they kind of take the emotion the fear away from it and you still have the memory apparently but whatever so but to your point like yeah, yeah. there's so that, doesn't that feel feels, <laughs> d- that feels different it feels like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind
1: oh right uh good movie. Uh, it does. It just is something about the, if we're talking about hacking into that, or I don't know, maybe I get a hard drive so I can remember. You know, Star Trek, you could, or not just Star Trek, uh, although there was an early version of that. What's the movie where they download stuff in their brain and they all know, oh, I'm sorry, The Matrix. Wow. <laughs> really obvious. But you can just suddenly download something in your brain and you know it. Yeah. Like, right. just you just know it. You just have experiential like no, knowledge. That stuff feels for some reason, I don't know, like even freakier to me than someone sewing in wings. And right. I think it's because... Yeah, it does. And I think it's because uh, that to me, the brain feels like it has something more to do with like who you are uh-huh. than your body, uh-huh. which I'm going to admit at any one thinking theologically should hear it right away. Wait, that's dualist. I'm like sort of separating the brain and the body into yeah. two different things and putting them on some rankings as opposed to seeing them uh-huh. as all created together. But it's sort of true.
0: Yeah, I mean, we definitely, th- well, we think of our brains as the operating systems for our body, mm-hmm. to use sort of that computer metaphor. Ooh. And so when we let that inf- and I run when, iOS. when we, yeah, when we let the computer inform how we think about, well, so the hard drive is, or the operating system or whatever is running the show and everything else is just a shell. You and, know, you and Windows Eight. Yeah, you can you can download your consciousness into this device or whatever. In front of you with Windows,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely listening. To you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I I mean I it's it's an interesting way to like understand our ourselves, and for me that really is uh, kind of that question that transhumanism is putting to us. That they, they're asking like, what is a human? And yep. they want to redefine that in some way. So going back to Neil Harbison, he says if we define remember he defined himself as a cybernetic organism, and he and then he goes on, he says, if we define ourselves as organisms, suddenly our group is wider. We are on the same level as an insect or as a cat hmm. or as a plant. And that's really where transhumanism goes to some degree. It uh reduces us to just the level of nature along with all created things no different from oh, sure. from the created order in that sense and and so we can take we can we can have wings like birds because we're no different from birds and we can augment our bodies that way but they're they're wanting to redefine what a human is in some way and and in their perspective that's an enhancement um but I think as Christians we want to ask like how does how does scripture and how does god tell us to think about right. what it is to be human. Right. And and how does that definition inform how what our decisions are about the the correction versus enhancement categories that you've talked about um and sort of that spectrum like where do we uh where do we're okay with correction um and we say that you're still human um at some point you know if you are hearing colors you know are you still human yeah right you know yep. or are you a cybernetic organism
1: yeah like so where does yeah how does god define what human yeah this
0: is his, you
1: know, yeah. Like, or where in the bible even would you start
0: right For me, it's interesting because when you think about it, we've been doing this from the beginning of time. So Adam and Eve were doing this. As strange as that sounds, Adam and Eve were out looking for knowledge. They, they weren't downloading information using a modem that's in their brain, but they, was, they were seeking knowledge. And Eve thought, well, I could get it through an apple. And in fact, she did. She got it through an apple, not an apple computer, (laughs) or a a piece of fruit, if you will. But (laughs) with that knowledge came consequences, came unintended consequences. Mm -hmm. And they decided that they needed to augment their bodies with leaves. Mm -hmm. And so there is that sort of pursuit out there that's in the heart of every one of us and then we go and augment that we 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 kind of take the consequences and we try to take care of those consequences Mm -hmm. um you know our shame and and put fig leaves over it
1: and in adding to it you're saying like even biblically like this starts to give us an example of what not to do
0: right or at least to be aware of the desires we have to transcend our limitations and to recognize that like w- when we try and transcend our limitations we are out of order in some way
1: sure so and that's the story of course of babel as well right uh but then like where where do we get to new creation where you know something you know where we have uh, a city that's built uh, right. from skyscrapers. Uh, well, I don't know if there's skyscrapers, but it sort of seems like there's skyscrapers. If you can, it's you understand a city the with word, a river cubits. and a tree. There's a lot of cubits going on, but it's on.
0: a city. It's not a garden.
1: Yeah, precisely. There's been something cultivated and enhanced, and so we say in the biblical narrative that we start. Um, and this is super important about this whole question. Uh, we start with like maybe the garden, and we start with just Adam and Eve naked. But there's a thing that's good. Yes somewhere in the story about humans developing and learning and enhancing and changing and building. And so yeah. uh, and it I say expands that the and grows. Is, you know, Chicago and Lake Tour drivers just blocks from here and you can fly down with a lake on the left and the skyline on the right. Right. steel and brick and lights. And I actually love it because it feels to me like nature's on one side and the man's <laughs> g- development is on the other uh-huh. side, but I don't see them as in opposition. It's like, Oh, this is what God descended us to yeah. do.
0: And yeah. They complement one another. They, yeah, they have this cool tension that right. exists. So
1: like, how do I think about that with my body? Like I think about, and I think this is a Christian, there are Christians with different positions, you know, like, am I the kind of person that goes, Hey, just my body, the way it's, just as it is now like right. natural sort of unnatural right. somehow yeah, 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 yeah. like naked adam and eve body that's the real body that's the real human thing uh-huh. or do i say that their god intended for me to enhance it i dare say right um because if we think about the world i think he didn't want us to just keep it as the jungle garden like he was okay with us building you know like go till and cultivate and uh-huh. build roads and do all these things so is that true with my body
0: that is a great question but you just mentioned Babel earlier, and so how do we know <laughs> right. that what we're doing with our bodies isn't taking us to Babel, but rather to oh, that's the, the, question. the New Jerusalem?
1: Exactly. It is, it's all about, well, I know this part. I know it's about the relationship between me and God, because the Babel folks are not submitting to God. They're trying to be God. Right. And somehow in the new Jerusalem it is submitted to God is the center of the city, river is flowing out of it. So that's so but how does that look? Like I, like in day-to-day life making decisions rough. Like I yeah. like if you were gonna get an enhancement <laughs> like and go, Am I submitted to God or not? Yeah. I don't know. How do you discern?
0: Yeah. Well I okay, so I think part of answering that, one of the discerning questions is Am I doing this because I feel that God has gypped me? Mm. Do I am I doing this because I think I deserve this? You know?
1: Yeah, because the Yeah, because that, that's to
0: stand in for God at some point. Or be right. bitter or right. at his kingship. Yeah. I mean, am I am I getting this fertility treatment because I feel that God has taken away something I have the right to? Am I Getting these corrective lenses because I have the right to have twenty twenty vision.
1: Yeah, I think that's a huge discernment. I mean, if we go back and even think about our first guy, Neil. Right. Like what does God think about him? Yeah, he's living
0: <laughs> he's living in a grayscale world. And does he feel gypped by God and wants to compensate for that? Or is, in like a
1: take control sort of way, or is it like he's using his creative faculties that God gave him to hear within the limits that God made him? It feels like working under creation, not sort of like overpowering it
0: right well, I think transhumanism is certainly a trajectory that we're on. I think there's it's sort of crazy to think it yeah. is crazy to think, but there's evidence that like we're moving in that direction, and so we have to be thinking and praying and discerning mm-hmm. uh, what our responsibility is to really ask this discerning question of like, what am I, am I trying to take over God's role or am I submitted to and surrendered to what he's given me? And from there, do I then, uh, am I still okay with this enhancement or this correction or am I not? Which means that I,
1: I have a good question for you. Okay. Cause it's time for, uh, vice versa. (laughs) Nice. Uh, so, and here's my question, uh, heads up display contact lenses. Vice or virtue. <laughs> so
0: you, you, a, a computer screen on my eye.
1: Yeah. So you, like the thing you put in your eye and then you can look around and say, like, look to your left and see four stars. If you look to the coffee shop there <laughs> or two stars, if you look to the coffee shop on the other corner, instant, Yelp review access.
0: Yeah. But is it ad supported?
1: <laughs> uh, why do you ask?
0: Because I don't want to have ads popping up on my eyeball.
1: Mm, so what's your answer then?
0: Um, I, uh, in the spirit of this podcast, I feel that I would need to pray about it. <laughs> I would need to discern whether I'm taking control over what God has given me. Mm. Mm. And uh, and it would be a personal decision.
1: Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so vice for you. So and- vice for me, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Definitely. And I am so in on this. I have just been... You're crazy. Uh, I've been wanting... You can... Uh, it'd be so cool. You just can pop in the contacts, see the things. No way. I've been wanting a heads up display on my eyes for a long time. It's total virtue. Yeah,
0: but see, the antenna would just get in the way.
1: It could add ways on there. You could see where the cops are. <laughs> not that you I see where on the corner. Not that i ever seen like that. Yet. No. <laughs> well, uh, uh, we finished up the conversation. Uh, it's been great talking about sensing color and installing wings. Yeah. And discerning what it is to be human.
0: Th- this has been a one that we've really wrestled with, I think. Yeah, um, seriously. And. I've I've learned some things that I didn't know, even just in talking it through.
1: And we have at least an hour of (laughs) off recording argument between you and (laughs) I, so it's it's been hard. It was hard. Um, But I think we
0: landed in a place that I think at least helps me.
1: So I love doing this with you. It's the Device and Virtue podcast, Christian thinking about technology and the church, and we'll do it again soon. Good to see you. You too. Hey, let's keep the conversation going. I think it's an argument. Okay. Tweet to us at device virtue. And for links and show notes, check us out at deviceandvirtue.com. And do leave us some
0: love by rating us on iTunes. Yeah, please do. This episode is brought to you in part.